0: What's going on, everybody? It's Derek and Sam, and you're listening to the Gaming and Chill Podcast. Sorry, I had to bat my cat away. (laughs) I was
1: about to say, I heard a and I was like, oh wait, what?
0: (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, today's topic is, is the affordability and customization of PC gaming eventually going to kill the console market, and what will it take for consoles to remain relevant to gamers?
1: Nice. But before we get started, here's Sam with this week's affiliate. Thanks, guys. Our affiliate of the podcast this week is ThinkGeek. Looking for a gift for a gamer, anime lover, or sci-fi fanatic? ThinkGeek is your one-stop shop for gifts like apparel, gear, and collectibles. Not only does Think Geek allow you to get some of the most awesome loot around, they also allow you to support the podcast with a portion of your purchase at the same time. All you need to do is go to our website... Click the ThinkGeek ad at the bottom of the page and get the shopping. Thanks, ThinkGeek.com. Back to you guys.
0: All right, so let's go ahead and go on to the YouTube roundup. Sweet. A uh, couple of them. I had watched one of part of one before and uh, one of them this morning, actually. So the first one is, what happened to Grant, explained, from the King of Random? Yes. Uh, you're the one that sent it to us, so why don't you go ahead and... Tell us a little yes. bit
1: more. So, so actually, Micah was the one that sent this to me and he wanted me to go over it. And Grand explained, he went offline, um, or the main guy explained like kind of where a lot of the characters from the channel had been back and forth, and he gave kind of an idea of where their channel is and what they're doing Mm -hmm. so for example he explained that they hired a bunch of people in order to do youtube videos so he has one guy that strictly does creating and one guy that's kind of in charge of now shooting the videos and one guy that's in charge of basically of creating the items that they use for their videos for example um if Any of you guys have watched the clips, like that Mario Kart in real life, that was them. They make all that stuff there themselves. There's like, oh, no, I can't go out and buy a go-kart that looks like a Mario Kart racer. But he went through to explain kind of they'd been offline for a while. He explained what they were doing. And apparently they're going through and... They were just doing some reorganizing to make things more effective and now are going to be doing kind of a conference explaining how to make a successful YouTube channel, how to monetize, um, how to do certain things with it. But really, I was kind of disappointed because I watched this whole clip, which is, what, like 35 minutes? It was pretty long. Yeah, so, I mean... Doug made me summarize it for him because he didn't want to watch the whole thing. But basically, it's an entire 40-minute ad to go to this kind of workshop for YouTubers who want to do monetization and stuff along those lines. But there was, in between this just like heavy, heavy plug for this conference, some pieces of advice and then just some realistic moments where he said basically it was hard and there were times that he wanted to give up. Which, I know for a fact we can relate. Oh, I I wholeheartedly (laughs) can. (laughs) When it's like, oh man, we're three videos in and we're just like, it's one in the morning, hitting our heads against the table. But that was one thing. The other thing that he made interesting is that there's so many people who want to just make all their money via YouTube monetization. And he basically went through and portrayed YouTube as almost the devil. Like, it's a tool to be used, but basically you can't rely on YouTube for making the money. And he goes into the reasons why, basically saying that sponsors are the way to go, and gave some decent feedback on that. But, to summarize the video itself, other than those little gems of just encouragement, because I was like, man, you know, this is a guy who has, what, a million dollars coming in to his bank account like every day. He was explaining how like every video costs them $15,000 a day to make. And I'm like, "Uh, I I just can't (laughs) imagine having that much money. (laughs) Yeah. Other than that, those moments of just kind of good advice, it was more or less a 35-minute advertisement for a YouTube conference, which I don't know how I feel about it. Um,
0: it feels like one of those, those ads that you get, like, I turned this business around and you'll find out why. Just go to this website and give me money and I'll tell you how I made all this money. I made
1: a million on Bitcoin.
0: Yeah, it's like, I think I figured out how you made all this money by selling to people like me who actually, but who don't have control over their wallets. Um, didn't you say that the king of, uh, the king of random was actually hit pretty hard by demonetization?
1: yeah um I don't get how though
0: it's that would be like the slow-mo guys getting hit with demonetization and the slow-mo guys they don't use language they don't portray violence towards other people and it's they've, they've actually been documented through science like they've been doing they've been picked up by a couple textbooks even and talking about certain things but when you said the king of random was hit with demonetization I was like but why? Like, that doesn't make sense. Unless they're going, explosion of the thumbnail, can't be good.
1: Yeah, basically what happened was is that he said um, in his explanation that he woke up one day and they didn't even know why. Whether it was somebody reported him or something along those lines. But literally it was just like, oh, hey, he was go- or just down one or overnight so it's like okay cool Uh, i don't know what's going on about that but see the sad thing about this though is that i don't know because this was sent on or was shared among our group like three days ago right yeah something like that well on january 18th he actually got charged with two felonies whoa he was, ch- he was charged with making science experiments in his backyard basically um two explosive devices um or yeah two counts of pe- felony possession with an explosive device that's so the thing is is that it was like oh okay but <laughs> I, I you really have to question that because like what were those
0: devices on the level
1: so according to this late now, this is the daily dot like that I'm quoting here. Okay. So I don't know how valid this source is. It's just that it came up when I was looking at it. It says in er, Jordan police or er, South Jordan police arrived at his house after another complaint of explosion. Cause he went through and he uh, used a dry ice and Coke bottle thing. Um, and according to police, he told officers and his friend had left him with a bag of unknown powder substance. So he was arrested and charged with one count of an explosive device, Lit the powder a few times, eventually an explosion sent small flaming particles in the air. Some of those landed on his leg and burned off some of his hair. Um, (laughs) But yeah. (laughs) So his court dates set for February 21st. That's all that we know. So... I, it makes me kind of just as much as that video was there and it goes back to the, oh man, I'm trying to pull one or pull a fast one on a bunch of YouTubers that want to get started where it's like, you know, (laughs) it's kind of like those people that are like, oh, hey, you want to make a million dollars in the stock market? Come take this class. And it's like, you know, actually it's a lot more than like a small little class that will get you started.
0: Yeah. Um, I seen uh, another creator, uh, you might have heard of Philip DeFranco, Mm -hmm. he was talking about it and he described YouTube as the drunk stepdad, I was like, that fits, but then he actually was like, hey, here is some free advice and gave a couple of things like a new type of cryptocurrency kind of-esque thing, I hadn't really looked into it a whole lot, but it was like, here is how you can do this, and I'm not going to charge you for it. Like I'm not sponsored by these people, I'm not anything yeah. with these people. I'm just telling you about it. It's like, see, that's cool, but I to can't... say I'll tell you, just pay me. It's like, do you remember a long time ago when YouTube was running the ads of this guy, and he's like, I have two Lamborghinis. Do you want to know how I done it? Oh, I got Knowledge. another one of those the
1: other day. It was great.
0: It's like, dude, you you rambled on for forty minutes about books, but. You didn't say anything. <laughs> so when you say, yeah, it's like, hey, pay money to go to this conference. It's like, how fast before that's actually, like, re-uploaded somewhere?
1: Yeah, that was my main thing where it's like, okay, well, it'd be really cool that you just shared that information. But one thing I did get out of that, it was talking about the idea for monetization through YouTube, which has recently changed. Like, they did change those setting or those... Uh, requirements up a pretty decent bit if i'm not mistaken a lot yeah so the idea of somebody making that much money off of just kind of advertisements is kind of low which is a low chance but that's reason why he basically said it's like you know you go for sponsorships now he went through and talked about he's like yeah i go for these sponsorships and he's like throwing out names like audible and like big name brands but it's like you know you can get sponsorships at a local level as well if you need to. Yeah. Which, Or even a community level. Even if it's online, it's like, hey, this small little Etsy store wants to sponsor. It's like, cool, fine.
0: Yeah, pretty much. It's like, okay. Uh, it's interesting because the more that YouTube does its thing, the less I'm like, the less I'm even like, I don't even know that it's worth even hooking up monetization to YouTube to get a penny per ad. It's like, oh, yeah. I know of so many people who use ad blocker, and I'm like, if I weren't a creator, I probably would too. Oh, I because some of the ads are just so invasive. You're going, God, I'm tired of these schizophrenia ads. <laughs> I get schizophrenia and Crohn's disease, and I'm like, I have neither one of these. How? What? Why?
1: <laughs> are you sure you don't have schizophrenia?
0: I'm starting to think, maybe I do, and YouTube is just telling me something. <laughs> Watch a video about mental illness once and forever. Although, I you know, it's like one of those. Okay. So it's interesting. Um, well, I'm going to keep an eye out on this, this whole king of random thing, because I feel like I worry also that this might have been like a get in front of the train and trying to control the story first. Yeah. So it'll be interesting to see where it goes coming, going forward.
1: Uh, anything else on it? Or do you want to go to the, the next one? Uh, that was about all I had for it. But the next one, I got a chance to just look at a little bit. But you watched the whole thing, right? Yep. Yeah. It's the all Adventures right. of Interplanetary Architecture. Now, from everything I watched, it looked pretty awesome. So Xavier de Castellier? is Castellier, I believe. Yeah. Okay. Like... He designs
0: multi million houses,
1: multi million dollar buildings, and for houses on the moon and Mars. <laughs> well, to give back he's designed a bunch of stuff for Earth. Um, oh, exactly. <laughs> and he's like,
0: as an architect, he's like, I wanted a challenge and designing it to fit within the resources of the moon and Mars. So he's talking about the moon, how basically they could send, uh, Robots to basically 3D print the landscape with earth dust. Or, I'm sorry, not with earth dust, with moon dust. Basically, it's mm. like basically sending an inflatable, like an inflatable to inflatable hab. Yeah. And then basically making an igloo out of moon dirt. But, like, if one robot would come and scoop up the dirt and put it there. One other one would. Level it out and do everything. And another would put some sort of like almost like a solvent on it to basically turn it into concrete. And they just slowly but surely build up the sides of the habitat to basically make it an iglo- igloo.
1: Hmm.
0: To basically cover this giant mylar balloon. So it's like, that's actually a really cool idea that. You're building something using only the resources of that area, basically. And then he was talking about how they could do that for Mar, uh, the moon, but Mars was a lot harder. Because it's mostly rock. Well, that and the distance. Not you can re-operate <laughs> a remote control uh, lunar module from the Earth. And it doesn't take that long of a distance, that long of a lag time, as it were. It would take 20 minutes for a signal to get from Earth to Mars, then from Mars to Earth. So it would take you an hour to send one command. You can't yeah. build a building like that.
1: <laughs> yeah, I can't download games like that.
0: <laughs> it, so it was basically like, instead of uh, sending like big robots, send a bunch of small robots. That can all do those sort of things and basically can interact with each other and solve problems, basically. Like, almost like a hive mind. So it was really cool in that. It was like explaining that building a hive network of robots to build a habitat for humans to live in once they get there. Fascinating. Uh, yeah. I mean, it was talking about robotics and 3D printing and architecture. It was like, this is amazing. Uh, It's it's a shame that I will never get to actually see one of these Because I don't think It'll be a thing until I'm much older To be on Mars For the average person to be on Mars True So uh, I think it was interesting It was of course a TED Talk So I mean TED Talks are always good
1: TED Talks are great And then unfortunately it's like Hey, will it actually come to be who knows? I
0: mean, at this point, we've been to the we've been to the moon like what twenty times or less.
1: Yeah, and the I would only, think that you'd want to go through and you'd want to like put stuff on the moon first.
0: <laughs> I mean, I, I think the only person who's sending anything to Mars is Elon Musk through SpaceX.
1: And that guy like, scares me because you know he's the Terminator.
0: <laughs> I think he'll do it, and that he also has the Boring Company, the Hyperloop. Yeah, I, 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 you know what? I've listened to Elon Musk at a TED talk. Dude cannot speak. <laughs> he is not the most eloquent speaker, but if you actually listen to what he's saying and like understand what he's going for, it's like I think you might be the smartest one in the room, and it's, this is a TED talk. <laughs> so I'm I'm extraordinarily. Um, I'm interested in it. So, anything else? That's it for me. Okay. Let's move forward back to the main topic. Once again, it was, is the affordability and customization of PC gaming eventually going to kill the console market? Yes or no?
1: I kind of want to hear what you have to say first. No. I don't think so.
0: I would agree completely. All right. What will it take to for consoles to remain relevant to gamers? Keep doing what you're doing. Basically. Um, as much as I love my PC. And I love my PC because I can play a lot of games that I can't on my consoles. But... For the average consumer, consoles make way more sense.
1: They do. <clears throat> and there's a number of reasons for this. And actually... Um... I think Micah and I, before we teamed up with you guys, we were actually going to do something, like an entire podcast about gaming versus, like, er, PC gaming versus console gamings. So, the advantage about PC, of course, is that you can customize your unit to do whatever you want. Yeah. So, you can get a super nice, like, Titan graphics card through NVIDIA. I mean... Yeah, they're great, but it's also like a fraction of the cost of a car. In
0: order, to it's pretty it's much the price of a console.
1: Yeah, exactly. Well, it's double the price, or if it's not triple the price. Yeah, but it's the, it. You can go through and you can make a beautiful game. Now, the advantages about that is that those will be able to pretty much play any game that's out on the market for a certain amount of time, whether that's two years, three years, and you will be able to get high graphics and you'll be able to get above 60 frames per second, which for PC gamers, that's like the holy grail of video displays. It has you... to be 60 frames per second. It's got to be the highest graphic settings. I have to see every single blade of grass that there is for this game in order to get like my satisfaction out of my system.
0: I don't understand of going above 60 frames a second.
1: There's Okay, so the thing about it is that most consoles cap out at 30 frames per second yeah so even the xbox one x it capped out the big like huge fiasco when it released was destiny 2 capped out at 30 frames per second still and everybody lost their minds because it was like, I paid this much money and I wanted 60 frames per second. Which some people claim, oh, I can't go through and you can't notice it different. There is a little bit of a difference. However, most people exaggerate how big that difference is. But
0: I actually can see the, a huge difference in 60 frames a second.
1: Yeah, there's For not me. a huge difference. However, it is a little bit smoother when you swing your character's like view around. It's a lot less like blur. Yeah. But everything else the same thing yeah but the thing about a console is it's a one-time deal that you pay so for example if i go out and i get the new xbox one X, I pay 500 bucks is that how much it's running right now uh
0: something around there let's go with 500 it's a nice yeah. round number
1: yeah it's a nice round number 500 bucks so i get 500 bucks take it home i can get a tv screen to go along or tv to go along with it for 300 so 800 bucks we're looking at already and then i want to pick up a couple of games they're 60 bucks a pop so say a thousand dollars i then am able to go through and use that system for the next three years i don't have to do hardly anything to that system arguably you can you can have that system for a lot longer too oh yes arguably you can um Especially is I don't know what Microsoft's plan for the Xbox One X is because they've left the Xbox One kind of like to keep going. There's they're still releasing the games, but they kind of did that with 360 for a couple of months, and then they're like, oh yeah, by the way, we're now going to Xbox or the Xbox One, which was kind of an interesting thing that they did. But that's besides the point. But you go through and say five years you have five years of gaming on this thing where, where you can get new games they're continuously releasing the games that it can support yeah you may have to go out and buy an external hard drive but an external hard drive nowadays costs what maybe like eighty dollars something along those lines something like that so for 1080 dollars, you have a gaming console that lasts you five or er, five years you have your games. You can always add in any other games. They're about the same price for a PC. So there's nothing that you're going to miss. they are also online sales with the or with the Microsoft Store. So you yeah. have that. You don't have to do any configuration other than connecting it to the Wi-Fi and plugging in cables and basically putting in your information for your Xbox gamer tag. So you have that. And it's just plug and play you don't have to do anything else yeah. so one thousand dollars one thousand eighty bucks let's say that's even if you have to buy a new tv if you already have a tv it's like cheaper than that yeah so i don't have to worry about it i can bring it to my friend's house it's easy to pack up we can play on their tv i don't have to do anything else but then you get to pc gaming which changes things up a little bit
0: yeah uh i mean you you thousand dollars goes a lot farther in a console world than it does PC world. A thousand dollars gets you in the door for a PC. I think I spent eight hundred ish on my PC.
1: Yeah, uh,
0: I was gonna say uh, it's pretty good, but in but in three years it's gonna have a little bit of harder time, and I'll have to upgrade, which will cost me another five hundred dollars for a graphics card. So it's like, well, I spent $1,000 to get my foot in the door, $500 in three years, $500 more dollars in three years. So you're keeping the same case, but you're continually buying a new console, basically.
1: Yeah. Now, this is where it gets a little bit more confusing, though, because it comes to a matter of what you're planning on doing. Now, if you're planning on streaming a video game... Oh, God. ...it's going to require a lot more power than just playing the video game. Yeah. So, for example, um, one of my friends that I work with at work, he just got a new system, and he has the Ryzen 1600 series. I have the Ryzen 1600X, which is a little bit higher g- air clock speed in it. Both of them are six cores. So, with that... You can go through and you can pretty much play a game, stream it at the same time, and normally you won't run into any problems, depending on what other functions you have going on in the background. Yeah. Um, For example, like I'm running eight Windows right now, and Discord and recording at the same time, having no problem. Now, the thing about it is that if you were just going to be playing a video game and not do anything else, you can technically go out and buy a cheaper processor than that and even go down in the se- er, the processing power and it would be okay the main thing you would be relying on is your graphics card yeah but of course it comes into the price graphics cards are hit and miss and the reason why it's hit and miss nowadays is that you can get a 1050 and i'm going to say this right now is with a 1050 being about 140 bucks You can go through and you can play PUBG on that at decent graphics. It might not be the highest setting, but also PUBG is known for having the highest, some difficulty playing on the highest setting anyway. Right. But you can play with that. The only question is, how long is that going to be kind of applicable until the next one comes, or next series comes out? I'm running a 970, um, which is the previous generation, it's not the highest in, but like the next one up. And I still don't have any problems, and I inherited that from my brother. <laughs> I mean, I didn't go through, and I didn't pay anything for that because he had a friend who upgraded his system who had two cards in it, and he gave me one. So I'm like, okay, that's cool. Yeah. But the idea behind it, if you get into the really, really upper-end graphics cards nowadays, they're super expensive because of uh, cryptocurrency mining.
0: Yeah. Um... I recently seen a video that was... It was uh, PewDiePie talking about his new setup. Mm-hmm. And his new setup is... Expensive. And it's like... I, I think someone t- tallied it. It was like... $10,000. And it's yeah. like... I don't... Who's gonna have that to spend for a computer that... If you have $10,000 to spend on a computer like that, you probably already have that computer. Agreed. If that makes sense. It's like, anybody who's able to afford a Ferrari probably already has a Ferrari (laughs) to be able to afford a Ferrari.
1: It is true.
0: I mean, unless you just suddenly inherit a bunch of money. But then, at a certain point, it's not like, you know, I inherit a bunch of money and I go, I want the best streaming computer. What do you plan to do with it? I plan to check my email. Exactly. So, I think game for computers it's going to be the gamers and the streamers who are constantly buying the new thing. I think for the average
1: person consoles make way more sense. They do. The other factor that most people don't consider into buying a PC as well though is that you have to have the technical know-how in order to install these drivers, in order to configure and in order to um, just i guess set everything up in order for it to operate yeah it's not just Xbox or ps4 they're locked down you don't change anything put disc
0: in run game
1: that's it exactly
0: which is nice and like you said the portability thing earlier every friday i take my switch to go play mario kart at work with friends i can't take my
1: pc to go do that no uh my pc which my pc's named general Patton. General Patton can't follow me anywhere I go because it looks like I'm going to be setting up an improvised explosive somewhere. You might be the next king of random. Exactly. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Oh, too soon.
0: (laughs) But, uh, no, I I wholeheartedly agree. It's like, well, and so to ask the question of what will it take for consoles to remain relevant to gamers, I think actually the Switch done the perfect thing.
1: Be able to be mobile. I give Nintendo complete kudos for what they did with the Nintendo Switch. The reason being is that they combine the best worlds of an actual entertainment console that you can plug into your TV and display mm-hmm. on your TV. You also get the portability of the or the Game Boy. So not only on a business standpoint does it simplify. You don't have to create two lines anymore. You only have to create one. But it also gives the, I guess... Universal ability to take your game with you wherever you go.
0: I love that. Like, I have Shovel Knight for my 3DS, and I have Shovel Knight for my Switch. I play it on my Switch all the time. And I actually rarely have my Switch docked, because my dock goes with me to work, so I never plug it in at home. So it's like, well, I end up carrying it portable most of the time, but it gives me that console experience, because I'm able to play the console games because it's not like the 3ds where it's like well i may have a port of it but it's going to be a less resolution it's not going to look as good the sound isn't going to be as good whereas for the switch it was like no it was built for this hardware oh
1: yeah
0: it's good to go you're gonna you you can take zelda on the bus on the train on a plane And I really didn't mean for that to rhyme, but it (laughs) sounded cool.
1: I thought you were going like on a Dr. Seuss rant there. No,
0: I really wasn't. (laughs) I mean, I can sit at my desk before work and prop my feet up and play Zelda the way it was meant to be played. But my 3DS, it's like, well, I have to play the mobile version of the game, which is, you know, there's, there's one Zelda game that I have. And it's like, well, this isn't actually a real game, though. It's like playing one of those mobile games on your phone. But I think that's where Nintendo done well is the portability aspect of I can turn on and off the screen and I'm done. It's much like the phone where I can play something for five minutes and I'm done. They mastered that. They tapped into the addiction to having a screen in front of it. Oh, yes.
1: The only thing that PC has going for it, though, is its independence from... The Sony, Microsoft, and Nintendo ecosystems. But it's in the Steam ecosystem. It is, except Steam pulls from like all three of those. The advantage is, is that with a PC, I can go through and play titles that were released for PS4 only, and I can also play some titles that were released for Xbox only because I have a Microsoft machine. Yeah. And the ability to do that is great. However... By the time you're going through and you're upgrading a new card, you're getting a new graphic or you're getting a new um, power supply, you're getting the latest RAM, a new motherboard, a new processor. I mean, processors run $300 a pop for, if not more, depending on which one you're getting. Um, yeah. About $300. You have a motherboard for 100 So there's 100 And I would even say I would, wouldn't would spend $100. I'd probably go to 150 But just... For argument's sake, let's say you can get both for 400 bucks plus 300 dollars for a gigabyte card. Plus, you still need to get your RAM, which because of miners and for everything, not because of miners, but because of just the new technology of RAM and kind of like a sh- industry shortage that they have, those are really expensive too. So yeah. you get new RAM chips and everything else. You're already looking at a thousand dollars before you get your monitor, keyboard, and mouse setup. Yeah, it's. And, of course, the other question is how long is it before they come out with something else that's completely needs to be replaced where it's like, oh, great. Now I got to pretty much repurchase everything that I have here where with the console, it's like, OK, another 500 bucks. I can use my old TV. I'll throw it out and then I'll just buy a new one. I
0: think there's another thing that we're kind of forgetting is security. Oh, yeah. Every time a new piece of hardware comes out for your computer, there might be a security flaw. Okay, someone can take over your computer. Boom, done. Whereas with Xbox and PS4, it's like the network. That's it. But if you buy a new game, if you buy, you know, Dragon Ball Z Fighters, it's not going to go, and now they have a way into your PS4. Or yeah. you get a new HDMI cable, and it's like, now they have a way. But if you get a new graphics card, mm, they might have a way to get into your computer now because it introduces a, a, a flaw. If you get a new hard drive, it's a flaw.
1: Now, I am a huge fan of the PC Master Race. And, like, I believe that everything that you can do on a PC, you can do it better than a console, obviously. Agreed. The only thing about that, it comes down to my investment in the long run. Um, I mean, most of my equipment that I have here was pieced together from equipment I bought over time. I have a solid state that was in my MacBook that I put into my computer. I have a hard drive in there that used to be a portable hard drive that I broke open and switched in. I got my brother's card and then I had a graphics card that I brought from, or not a graphics card, power supply unit that I bought from a friend when he was going through a hard time. So I basically pieced this air piece, this guy together and, And I have a blast on it. I can run high graphics. I can listen to music easily. I can stream to Twitch. I can do anything, talk to you guys. But it just comes to the point where next time it comes to do an upgrade, you know, I have a family to keep up with. And spending another $1,000 on a system or going for a $500 system, it's that question you have to ask yourself. Are you being a good steward of money?
0: Yeah. I, I I get that, uh, basically get my machine. I was like, yeah, so uh, no Christmas and no birthday for me. That's right, what I wanted though. Oh, exactly. So it's like, cool. Whereas it's like a console, it's a little bit easier to go. It's it's a little bit. It's a little expensive. I'm talking to you, but I'm gonna get it. You know, it's I I wholeheartedly agree with the stewardship, this sort of thing. Um, I think I want to wrap it up with Steam. I think Steam is honestly the best thing. Like you said, it pulls from both the uh, Microsoft and the Sony store. But there's something about it that the library is so much easier to access that I can switch computers, log into my Steam account, and it's like, yo, you want to play the games? And it's like, here's the games you've already bought. Whereas if I get another PS4, it's like, yeah, you're logged into the store, but to go find the games you already purchased, man, is that going to be hard. Xbox, you want to play the games that you purchased five years ago? I guess. Let's go to the store, and maybe you can find them. Yeah. Whereas with Steam, it's like, here's your library, bro. Here's every game. Highlighted ones are downloaded. Shaded ones or not. You're like, download this, this, and this, and it's done. It downloads it, it's all compatible, and it carries from machine
1: to machine. Well, the other thing about Steam is that it's... All-in-one, your updates, you can go through and you. it'll say, hey, I'm updating this game right now for you. Yeah. I can go through and I can pull up my library right now and I can view the community where people are saying, hey, I'm having some issues with this. Are you having an issue with that? And they said, yeah, I changed this setting and it fixed the issue. So the community behind Steam is what really makes Steam such a valuable asset is that you can ask a question people can go through and they can review it for you. They can go through. I mean, there's some reviews on games where it's like, if a majority of people said this was a bad game on steam, you can pretty much trust that it was a bad game on steam. Yeah,
0: I, I agree. So I don't know. I think, I think ultimately comes down to is ease of access. Like, if I was introducing a console, if I was introducing a gaming platform, PC, any of the go- consoles, I would introduce them to a console first. I mean, as much as I'm all about, like, hey, PC gaming, but it's like, it's easier to go, hey, are you getting the new Monster Hunter? Especially with my friend. Hey, are you getting the new Monster Hunter? Yes. Yeah. No? Yes? No? You have a PS4? I'll get it on PS4. Boom. In the same economy. You know, I don't have but, to worry. I don't have to worry that their computer's not good enough to run it. I don't have to worry about if they've got fast enough internet. Well, maybe. The, I don't have to worry about their hardware basically, because the, if they've got a PS4, they've got the hardware. They can play the same game as me. Oh yeah,
1: the so one thing I would go through and say that if consoles wanted to reach out to, I guess across the aisle, and make somebody happy is they would go through and they would make a way that you could attach a keyboard and mouse to their console. Uh you can. You can.
0: It's not easy. It's because not easy. The, well, the, because the console is supposed to be near your T V and you're supposed to sit far away from your T V so unless you have a wireless keyboard and mouse that you're using solely for your
1: console uh, we should it's should do a not video work. on that, see how easy or how how, or how uh, that can be done, because I'd be kind of fascinated to see what would happen with a PS4 hooked up with a keyboard and mouse configuration for first person shooter.
0: It would be interesting.
1: I'll have to look into it. So,
0: anything else before we leave the main topic? That should be it. Sorry, I have a cat buzzing around my feet.
1: <laughs> it's okay.
0: Okay. Let's move on to the weekly challenge. Uh, going back to Grant's video, King of uh, King of Random. What is one hobby or thing that you do for you? Not for content creation, but just you. Hmm. That's a really good question. Because a lot of my time is actually spent doing content creation related stuff. Like editing and stuff like that. Uh, but in a weird way, still gaming. Yeah. Uh, Gaming, like, I was, earlier this afternoon, I was playing The Division. Why? Because I want to play The Division. Not because I was like, is this a good game to make a video? Hmm, eh, that's debatable. Yeah. Uh, other than that, probably, honestly, like, hobby-wise, I mean, just watching Netflix count? <laughs> Binge-watching TV shows. Uh, I don't know. <sighs> Because I don't actually like expend a ton of money on a lot of things because a lot of things I'm like, well, take money that's allocated in the budget instead of doing you know painting figures or anything uh, I put into games and stuff. Mm-hmm. But I can tell you the hobby that I've thought about picking up is uh, learning how to paint pottery or learning how to do different types of dance or singing, really. Yeah, I don't. It's one of those like, all right, cool. It's that would be interesting to do. Hmm. Like I had a friend that uh, no, that used to teach, and I was like, that sounds like so much fun. Like teach dance, and I was like, that sounds like so much fun. And it's like that would be interesting to do, just to do. So, what about
1: yourself? You know, I like woodworking. <laughs> Hey, there you go. I go through and I do a lot of stuff. Uh, Allison's dad is really big into it as well, so whenever there's time. But uh, I'm also a big advocate of the Second Amendment, so uh, I go target shooting. (laughs) Hey, there you go. (laughs) There you go. I'm a true American. Woodworking and shooting stuff. America. (laughs) Hey, there you go. (laughs) Can't
0: really complain there, right? Ron, uh... Ron Burgundy would be proud. Not Ron Burgundy. I'm thinking of... <laughs> who am I thinking Ron of Swanson. from
1: part huh? huh? Ron Swanson. That's what it is. See, you know, it's really fun, but they're, uh, both hobbies can become very expensive. So what I end up doing is I'll go through and I'll go out once a month and do something like that. And then other times I just like to enjoy, relax, sit back and play a game or just... Turn on something in the background as I read a book because I went through and have a couple of books I'm reading now that I'm not in any classes at the moment, so. There
0: you go. We'll see. See, I used to try to paint miniatures, like mini, like, Warhammer 40K. Yeah. Turns out,
1: my hands tremble. Oh, yeah, no, I suck at them, like, completely. Like, whenever I try to do that, it's like, uh, no. It's like, it's, it looks, I'm sitting there
0: going, I... Should probably see a doctor. My hands are trembling so much.
1: I want to like, get it's this like,
0: just right. <laughs> exactly. It's like Michael J. Fox. What?
1: <laughs>
0: but it's so like I'm sitting there detailing. I'm like, okay, focus. Too soon. Why my are friend. my hands just shaking like leaves in the wind? So, all right. Moving on. Uh, unless you had something else to say. Well, that's about it for me on that one. Okay. Gaming news. Kingdom Hearts 3. Rumors and how likely they may be. They are... The one, <laughs> the one big rumor was that we were going to get a Monsters, Inc. world. And that we were getting a Frozen world. I mean, they were like... I mean, the, the guy was very... I watched the video, and the guy was like... Well, I mean, Unless
1: they're just rumors. Very convincing.
0: It was one of those, like... He's... I don't know whether he's trying to be convincing or he's kind of like a they're totally true but I mean if they are awesome if they aren't that's probably just going to be DLC I'd honestly I'd really rather have a Monsters Inc. over a Frozen World because what are you going to do in Frozen World? Chomp through the
1: snow? (laughs) Oh look it's more ice
0: pretty much where's Monsters Inc. it's like oh cool there's monsters the different doors can go to different worlds that would be cool Oh, yeah
1: so, but me and your brother were talking about this because he's the one that originally sent this article to me <laughs> yeah <laughs> and, and we're both big kingdom hearts fans oh i'm a huge kingdom hearts fan except he sat there and he's like sam tell me do you ever think that or, or it's like what what is your optimistic view and when do you think that kingdom hearts um Three will be released and I looked at him and I was like well it depends do you want an honest release or do you want to feel better like a therapeutic answer <laughs> he's like <laughs> he's like I-, I really would like for you to uh, ki- lie to me a little bit and I said three years <laughs> it's true though it's like
0: Kingdom Hearts Kingdom Hearts 2 came out almost a decade ago yeah but they continually go it's Kingdom Hearts 2.2 Final Remix, and it's like, but it's not, is it? Mm-mm. 2.28, 2.29 Final Dream Drop Distance Mulch Super Ultra Mega Ultra Star Plus, and it's like, yeah, but this isn't your final game, is it? You you keep You keep
1: putting development into this, but you just don't do anything. The thing about it is that, haven't they already gotten the voice actors for this game? I'm pretty sure about that. The question is, is that if they wait long enough, will that be like completely need to be redone? Like, it'll have to be completely reshot and everything else along those lines, costing them a lot more money. But I'm really worried that this last kind of like press conference was a hey, let's go through and let's put in features that everybody wants. Even though the group hasn't even taken a look at this game yet, so they're forced to do so. And I'm like, uh, you know, you do the whole thing that happened with, like, BlizzCon, right? With uh, World of Warcraft vanilla that's coming back, or they're re-releasing it eventually again. Basically, the people said, we want the original back, and Blizzard wrote them off like, no, like, they actually said verbatim, no, that's not really what you want. And everybody got mad saying, oh, well, they don't listen to their people at all. And everybody just, like, got so mad about it that they finally went through and like, fine, we're going to re-release it, but we're not going to tell you when. So my worry is that it's like, yeah, now they've put this out there and there's this expectation. And then it's like, oh, crud. Well, you know, the funny part was is that we weren't even working on that title at all. It's it's like Half-Life
0: 3. I have this insane worry that... Kingdom Hearts 3 will come out, finally, one day, eventually, and no one will like it
1: because they're like, and we waited for this. Well, it's kind of like the Duke Nukem.
0: (laughs) It's the Duke Nukem
1: effect, yeah. Yeah.
0: (laughs) It's like, hey, 90s, they don't fit anymore. It's now the 2000s. Objectifying women isn't cool. It never was, arguably. (laughs) But that was Duke Nukem. It was like, chew bubblegum. Kick butt. And it's like, I mean, sure, but we're not in the 90s action movies anymore. Like, we want something more. So, the kids who played Kingdom Hearts 2 in 2008, and I would have been 18 at the time, when we finally get to play, we're going to be like, this is our, our whole world has changed since then. I have literally started college. Graduated college, got married, had a child. Not necessarily in that order, but it's like, okay, I, I, that's no longer, you will, know, if I play Kingdom Hearts
1: 3, will I still enjoy it? Who knows? What's really depressing is I picture, like, the same reaction that our families had when they went and saw the, all the original Star Wars and then, like the phantom menace came out <laughs> yeah it's like, <laughs> it's like mm. this is the dumbest thing that i've ever seen in the world like exactly. yeah <laughs> what happened it's like there was so much, much good air special effects but what right so
0: i don't know uh we've talked about king of hearts ad nauseum on this channel and it's, it'll never happen ah.
1: And when it does, we'll be surprised, we'll play it, we'll review it, and then we'll probably come to the same conclusion, like, man, that could have been released a long time ago. Hey, I have a random question. You can't hear a dog barking in the background, can you? Uh, I can't hear a dog barking, actually.
0: That is my neighbor's dog. It doesn't shut up. (laughs) What kind of dog is it? Just curious. It's a pit bull. Oh, nice. And they leave it outside, no matter what. There was a foot... There was inches of snow and they left it outside That's like borderline abuse no it's not (laughs) it's wholeheartedly abuse
1: (laughs) i was about to say if it was husky it's like oh yeah no problem but pitbulls husky (laughs) maybe pitbull no i had a friend who had a husky but we lived in georgia and like 90 degree heat and left it outside all day and i'm like Listen, it's like, I know that most dogs can chill out out here, but this dog has so much fur that it's like, this thing is literally dying out here. We're going to have to take it inside.
0: Yeah. Anyway, speaking of taking things inside, because we fear the night, that wasn't a good segue. Um, (laughs) Castlevania Season (laughs) 2. That that really wasn't a good segue. (laughs) Um. Let's try this again. Castlevania Season 2 of the Netflix series is to premiere this summer. You know what would have been a better segue? Much like a husky in the summer, then Netflix will be here in summer. I don't know. Anything but what I did really would have been better. We're kind of excited about this poem, you know. I've watched the four episodes of Season 1 about ten times. Nice. And let me tell you, it looks amazing in 4K really um my parents own a 4k television Ooh. and i was like we're gonna i'm going to show you this t- this m- this show because it's also 4k and i'm like oh, i think i'm lusting after a tv <laughs> it's like a 75 if not bigger inch tv Whoa. 4k and i was like oh my heart is melting dracula on 4k <laughs> Ice. But, arguably, I've made the argument that vampires are better than werewolves using this show and this show alone. Did, did you just... <laughs> did I what? Did you just make a reference to Twilight? Uh, no. But, you know, a lot of people go vampires versus werewolves because that's what they think is cool because of because of Twilight or <laughs> the Underworld series. Okay, I was about to, like, have to... <laughs> Rethink Look, just because part- I've <laughs> seen three of the movies of Twilight doesn't mean anything.
1: I'm still happy to say that I've seen none of them.
0: Uh, if you ever wanted to have, take a course in how to, not, how to how to write a movie, watch Twilight. You'll then learn how to not write a movie. Got it. It's <laughs> like, ugh. But no, arguably, because of Dracula from the Castlevania series, I've made the arguable point that vampires are so much better. Oh, yeah. I mean... But I'm excited for the series. I'm hoping it's a little bit longer than four episodes, though. Four episodes is very bingeable, and I almost watched it the second time than the first day it came out. Nice.
1: So, anyway, anything else about that? Have you seen season one? I have not. You know, I'm catching up on some things right now. I mean, I was going... It's literally through, four episodes. It's four episodes. I think I can do that. I mean, I'm yeah. finishing right now Gundam Origins, which, by the way, is fantastic, and I'm going to review that soon, so... <laughs> good. Do it. <laughs> it's pretty awesome. Um, Yeah.
0: Okay. Releasing this week, unless you had more about movie, uh, the, uh, that show. No, we're good. Okay. Shadow of the Colossus for PS4 on February 6th. Nice. And Dragon Quest Builders for the Switch on February
1: 9th I'm kind of more excited about that one About Dragon Quest Builders for Switch? Yes, sir But you don't have a Switch I know, but I can borrow Micah's because he has an Xbox One, a PC, and a Switch So <laughs> He'll never know <laughs> He'll never, Unless know.
0: he hears this and then we're dead <laughs> <laughs> He's
1: sitting there, It's like, Sam, he'll look at me at work Sam, why are you playing Nintendo Switch? Uh... <laughs> <laughs> no
0: reason? I'm, I I actually have the PS4
1: version. Oh,
0: it's really really good. Um, it's a comparable to Minecraft, hmm. except it's better because Minecraft it's like do whatever, man. Dragon Quest Builder is it's like here's a structured story. You can build, you can, whatever, but it's like you may not unlock certain stuff till you've done quests. So like I'm in a chapter where it's like you don't have iron tools till you beat this boss which unlocks a teleporter to go get iron. Nice. So it's like, you could mine out the entire world before the teleporter never find any iron. (laughs) You have to follow the story. So it's really enjoyable. Uh, There's so many good games coming out lately. Um... Like Dragon Quest... Not Dragon Quest. Uh, Dragon Ball, Monster Hunter. I'm excited for Shadow of Colossus. Um, there's a PS2 golden gem that was hidden. Uh, but I'm excited to see it on PS4. So I'm. it's a toss-up what I'll buy.
1: Anything to get my mind off of having to wait for Far Cry 5 for another month. Of uh, what? And anything to get my mind off of having to wait another month in order to go through and play... Actually, two months in order to play Far Cry 5.
0: Uh, hey, you could also use that time, uh, Monster Hunter or whatever, um, or Dragon Quest, you could also use the time to play while you're waiting for Kingdom Hearts 3. Yeah.
1: Um, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah. Well,
0: you could but, play Dragon Quest Builders, Dragon Quest Builders 2, and 3, and then 4.
1: <laughs> I'm pretty sure that my daughter will have actually graduated kindergarten by the time Kingdom Hearts 3 comes out.
0: Pretty much. So,
1: anything else? Well, that's about it. Just as a reminder, remember guys, next week is, uh, you gotta get ready for Valentine's Day. Don't uh, don't be that guy. Amen. <laughs> Amen. Well, did you have something to say about that? Yeah, actually, something that's really cool is that ThinkGeek is offering um, plush bouquets. Now, when you hear plush bouquets, like, what's that? It's literally a bouquet of plush toys. They last nice. forever. Any girl likes them. I mean, as long as you pick the right colors and it's like something that doesn't offend her, and you know what? Good luck. Pick up whatever one you want. Here's the, here's
0: the Game <laughs> of Thrones plush bouquet. Why are they all severed heads? Uh, um. <laughs> well, you didn't watch The Red Wedding, did you? <laughs> It's the wall of heads that Jeffrey shows Sansa. Come on,
1: get with the times. But seriously, if you guys want to. Why are you crying? (laughs) Take a look at thinkgeek.com. They have partnered with us, as we said at the beginning of this episode. So if you actually go to our website, scroll down to the bottom, and click the Think Think Geek link. Wow, try saying that three times fast. Um, I'll try later. You go through, and you will actually be able to support the podcast while also improving your relationship, because if you forget this, trust me, you will hear about it for the rest of your life. Word. <laughs> but other time, So say we all. <laughs> so, trust me. I, I have experience in this. Don't, don't be me. Because my middle name is Guy, and I was always that guy, so... <laughs> Take it from that guy. <laughs> there you go. So, anything else? That's it. righty. Thanks, guys. And thank you to all of our listeners out there, because we really couldn't do it without you. We hope you enjoyed this week's Gaming and Chill podcast. If you'd like to know more about the podcast, follow us on social media, or learn how to support the podcast directly, check us out at www.gamingandchillpodcast.com. Also be sure to stay up to date with gaming and chill by following us on Twitter at@, at gaming underscore in underscore chill. yes, that is gaming underscore in as in Nancy underscore chill. You can also find links to the articles, games and videos mentioned in this podcast in the description below. Thanks again for watching and until next time.